Hello, everyone. How are we? We good? Awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, latecomers. Thank you, miss, for giving me that latecomer look of like, I'm sorry, don't, don't pick on me, but it's going to happen. You're in the front row. You're oh smiling. This gentleman's looking at me like he's going to take a shit in my cereal. How are you, sir? It's not my boyfriend. He's not your boyfriend? <laughs> what? And he never will be with that attitude. I'm really sorry, sir, that you've chosen such a judgmental friend that can't see the diamond inside your rib cage. You're a beautiful man. What is your name? Reha. Pardon me? Leha? Leha. Reha. You can see why. It's an evil-sounding name. <laughs> uh, my name is Reha. Fetch me the skull of seven kittens. And Reha, where are you from? Turkey. From Turkey. Let me ask you a question about Turkey. I'm from Canada. In Canada, we don't learn geography. We learn where Canada is. We learn where America is. And then they say the world. And then you get an A and you walk out of the classroom. <laughs> Not even joking. I, uh, I thought Wales was on the other side of the UK for two and a half years. I live here. And I literally was like, Ireland's right over there. And they're like, no, no, it's not. I'm like, what? Yeah, it is. And they're like, no. Anyway, so Turkey. Is Turkey in the Middle East? Or is it in Europe? Or is it in Africa? <laughs> it's in everything? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you guys thought you, I was the asshole. You're the assholes, right? Canadian education system wins again. Things I learned in Canadian education. Canada is on a giant fault line, but it doesn't, it's not active because of the Canadian Shield. The Canadian Shield is this giant rock that Canada's underneath, and that, that's all I remember from class. <laughs> and uh, you're from Turkey? Con from Istanbul? Or do you call it Constantinople? Now Istanbul. Pardon me? It's now Istanbul. It's now Istanbul. No, I know it was a history joke. It hasn't been Constantinople in like a couple of thousand years, pretty sure. But thank you, everyone else. Some people laughed. You missed looked at me and was like, it's Istanbul. What are they teaching in those schools? <laughs> now, you're doing that very like, yes, that's what I thought. Where, what's your name, miss? Sylvia. Sylvia. Beautiful name, Sylvia. Is it Turkish? But imagine if it was. <laughs> and where are you from, Sylvia? Portugal. Portugal. I know where that is. It's in Europe. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Portuguese is definitely one of those countries, uh, Portugal is definitely one of those countries that doesn't get a lot of respect. You guys are just happy that I wasn't like, what's that, in Spain, right? Yeah? I would never say that because I was raised next to Brazilian people and they taught me that the Spanish are dicks and the Portuguese are okay and Brazil fucking rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love hairless vaginas, soccer, and burning down slums, right, guys? I don't know if you've been reading the news, but they love to burn down a slum. Like, if you are poor, they will eat you. I read that on a blog I wrote. Now, I, um, and your name, Miss Pardon? Anne-Sophie. Anne-Sophie? Yeah. And where are you from, Anne-Sophie? <laughs> You're from... I don't want to tell you. You don't know where is it. <laughs> How dare you? I knew where Turkey was, and the rest of them were looking at me like I was an idiot. Uh, it's, do you know Mauritius? Mauritius? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Sounds like an accountant. And it's not Mauritius. It's next to Mauritius. Is it an Indian Ocean? I know the Indian Ocean. It's one of those oceans. Yeah. It's next to, I actually do know Mauritius because my uncle, who's a diplomat, was a diplomat, he's a diplomat for 30 years. He's literally the most interesting man in the world, and this is how you know he's the most interesting man in the world. He starts stories like this. I was watching The Last King of Scotland with him, and I was like, wow, Forrest Whitaker is really portraying Edie and Men, and he's like, nah, it's not very good. I met Edie and Men, and he was fucking evil, and that, he's not evil. <laughs> and I went, you met Edie and Men? And he goes, yeah, it's not a very good story. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it is. 
And he's like, yeah, well, you know when Idi Amin kicked everyone out of his country that he felt wasn't African? Well, Canadian Canada sent a bunch of people. I was one of the five people that went, and we had to go meet and negotiate with him. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. You were one of the five people in the room? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to be briefed on he might try and cut our head off, our heads off because he was talking about doing that. And then they were thinking about like putting collars on us. And I was like, what? That was like a Canadian meeting. It's like, all right, they're trying to cut off heads. What are we going to do? What if we wear big metal things? <laughs> it's the most Canadian idea right there. Well, they're cutting heads off. What are we going to do? Metal necks. <laughs> Next question. This is madness. And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, I was there. We were there for like a week, and he wouldn't listen. And so we were negotiating, and then we were just there. So we were just hanging out by the pool, and his pool uh, wasn't heated. This is Africa in the summer, and he liked a heated pool because he's fucking insane. And so he came to the, like, the Hilton, where the, and he demanded they heat their pool, and he just went swimming. So my uncle went swimming with Idi Amin, and his story was not that good. Do any of you have a story close to... Have any of you swum with mass murderers? I don't fucking think so. <laughs> so you were next to Mauritius. I know Mauritius because he went to Mauritius once. And he is like... He is literally like the drawing of like... He's not pretentious. He actually like... Will be like, you're eating these olives? Pfft, those are Greek olives from the wrong side. You have to have these olives. Can't you smell the salt content? It's far better. And you're just sitting there going, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's going, come on. And so like... I once, I once was having a scotch and soda... And he nearly exploded. He was like, what, what are you doing to that scotch? And I was like, I'm putting soda in it. it, it I don't like the taste of scotch. And then, then why are you drinking it? <laughs> and I went, well, because I want to be cool. And he goes, there's nothing cool about scotch. You drink scotch because you have to. You're, and then he went, because you're reading and you need to get through the book. And, <laughs> and I have no idea what that, my mom is right there. That's his brother. Am I describing him accurately? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, if not anything, I'm toning it down so you can understand he's a human being. He's, yeah, they wouldn't believe He's fucking mental. I, he, and he loves music. He, I have so, I'm, I, we had other things to talk about. We're going to talk about my Uncle John for a second. So he loves music, and he like, loves it. And he got really into this band called Beirut, which is this great sort of... They were like the first hipster band. We're like, we play rock and roll, but we have a shillelagh. Wait for it. But we play the trombone with a shillelagh. Strap in. Like, it's just... So ridiculous. One of the musicians is from Serbia and he chooses not to have a name because he feels Serbia has been persecuted. Like, it's just pretension to the power of a million. Like, like they wear bowler hats not because they want to, but because they must. And, and we went and saw them in this venue in, in Montreal called... What the fuck is it called? Chris. What, it wasn't Metropolis. It was the one in the Red Room. The, the main... Yeah, the main. And it's like, it looks, it was designed by a hipster. Like, the building itself is wearing skinny jeans. Every cocktail comes with hummus. Like, it's just, like, if you are not wearing a shirt that is deemed ironic, you cannot gain entry. Like, it's just, like, where are those glasses from? Oh, they're not really glasses. Oh, come on in. And, and my uncle, he, he loves appreciating artists. He thinks creativity is the greatest thing in the world because he was a writer and stuff like that, but he fell into working in bureaucracy. And I don't know if you guys have ever worked in a bureaucracy, but it's literally the opposite of creativity. It's like, have you filed your TPS report? I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, you should have read the memo that doesn't exist. <laughs> and the Canadian government is the epitome of just an organization that doesn't work. Like, there's Canadians here. Anyone else, name the Canadian prime minister. Exactly. We are an economic superpower and we are treated like the little kid at the teenage party. Like, oh, he's dancing. He thinks that's dancing. 
And um, and so my uncle lived in all these other countries. So we went and saw Beirut with me, and he loves music. He really enjoyed. The- yeah, they do that. I've asked him to turn it down, and he goes, he will, and then he doesn't. So I say this: Don't go see that show. He gives kids AIDS. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, keep that music loud and see what I come up with tomorrow. And I'm going to produce a skinny kid. I will. I fucking do. I will give a kid AIDS to prove my point. I am a Canadian man. We seek revenge long term. Hi, guys. How are you doing? We're just talking about uh, the band Beirut and my uncle. You know, appealing things for everybody, right? There's, there's seats up front, and there's, you can slide onto that bar if you want to be nervous. Or you, you, sir, can grab that one seat and then send your family up to the front row. I think you smiled when I said that. You're like, yeah, yeah, I want to... Hello, sir, how are you? Yeah, come on, get the fuck in there, right, buddy? Yeah, sorry about that. I I tried to move the mic stand out of the way, and yet I tripped you even more with it. Hello, guys, how are you? So my uncle, let's catch you up to speed. My uncle, diplomat, most interesting man in the world, goes see this band called Beirut with him, and he really enjoyed the performance, and he has this CD, and he goes, I am going to get my CD signed, and then I'm going to put it on my mantle as a keepsake for this lovely evening. And I went, all right, John? Have at her. And he walks up to the door, and there's this man, blonde hair, looked like he, you know, just like walked out of a wind tunnel, mime-inspired t-shirt, just standing there. And he goes, I would like the band to sign this. And he goes, well, I'm the drummer. And he went, the drummer. And this was his joke. He went, I don't really need the drummer. And then he just walks into the bedroom. <laughs> and the drummer did not get the joke at all. Because he apparently followed in and went, do not sign this man's CD. And my uncle countered, I consider them albums, not CDs. Don't try and out pretentious that man. He invented the word for sooth. Like, so he got it all signed. He came back out. And then the drummer was standing there. And uh, the drummer, uh, he could see in his face that my, uh, he really wanted my uncle to ask to sign it. And he, my uncle had the CD and he went, could you sign it? And, he, and, went, yeah, and, he could, and then he went, what would you like me to write? And he went, write the drummer. And so he has the CD, and it says the drummer on the top. Oh, it's awesome. I'm actually a little nervous doing this podcast because I've talked a lot about, you know, things I've done in my life, and my uncle is very specific, and he will ask questions. My mom chooses to believe that when I'm up here, I'm a different person, so when I talk about perhaps, you know, taking certain substances throughout my years, she's like, that's not you. That's the person you portray. Let's just say the person I portray and the person I am, very similar. But my uncle doesn't live in that world, so he literally will ask questions like, is that true? And he'll do it in that way where it's like, well, then you are going to get a lecture about human rights. Because he doesn't go for like, it's bad for your body. He'll go, I've been to a little country called Colombia. Do you know what happens to get marijuana to North America? And you're like, I better sit down. This is going to take a bit. And it's like, there once was a boy named Jorge. All Jorge wanted to do was read. And you're like, you're right. And then like 45 minutes later, Jorge's just dead from a marijuana overdose. And he's like, How did that even happen? He goes, I don't know. Jorge's not even real. And he just walks out of the room. But it's fucking fantastic. He does this thing where he'll surprise me around the world. And it's just, he's nuts. He's nuts. He showed up at the Edinburgh Festival one time. And I was pretty, I had an inkling he was in town because four of my flyers came up and went, a man came up to us, and he, one, one of them said, he used the word jajun. <laughs> and I was like, I think my Uncle John's in town. I only know one gunslinger who breaks out that piece of vocabulary accurately. Fraser Crane doesn't exist as a human. John McNeish is in town. Did someone just send down his toast because it was too delicious? He's here. 
Yeah, he's fantastic. I love him. I, he sends me articles from all these different things, and then when it gets into news and stuff like that, he's like, he's like left wing in the way the UK people are left wing, which is that reasonable left wing, not that like person standing there in sandals. Um, no one is arguing with me about how we both agree. I am offended. That type of left wing. Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of people like it's not balsamic vinegar. It's just vinegar, and you're like, I don't even know what you're offended by. What, just know that we're right. Like, look at the right-wing people. Like, that guy's eating money, that person thinks she's a witch, and that guy just said gay people created a hurricane. We're on the right side. <laughs> we need to stop arguing with each other about language and just start attacking them. Like, I never understand why Ed Miliband is trying to use, like, logic and stuff like that. He needs to attack David Cameron properly by continually bringing up the fact that a father left his eight-year-old daughter in a toilet for four hours and he's in charge of the economy. Like that needs to be brought up all the time, but Ed Miliband is too nice. He's left-wing and that left-wing sort of like that lame left-wing where he just sort of sits there. He wears socks with sandals. I know Ed Miliband, when he fucks, he's putting socks on, there's a t-shirt on because he feels like he needs to maintain the woman's womanhood and he apologizes immediately after and he went, pardon me, some of the spittle got on your bits. I have to go. Like it's, I just remembered there are children right here and I was like, oh this. And the podcast shifts to the front row. Uh, a couple of quick announcements before we um, meet this fantastic family. Um, if you want to download the podcast, you can go to johnhastingscomedy.com or follow me on Twitter at the John Hastings. Episodes are posted most days. Yesterday's episode took a little bit because I had a technological meltdown, and by that I mean I forgot a wire, and then I said fuck a lot of the times, and then looked in the mirror and went, you're a, sh you're a disgrace, because my family did some stuff. And... Uh, but I recorded it on my phone. It'll be up later today, as will this episode, so uh, you can enjoy it in all the pristine quality. Um, if you uh, would like to contribute to the podcast, it's not an option. You have to. It'll be at the end. I'll have a jug. Please put money in it. And by money, I mean stuff that's in your wallet that folds. Pennies are, are bullshit. <laughs> I don't want pennies. And people are really nice. They're like, well, we wanted to give you five pounds, but all we have is pennies. Do you know what you look like when you show up to a bank with the sorted pennies? They treat you like you're a homeless man who just found a shirt. <laughs> like, I had to go catching because it's a lot of money. Listen, I don't know if you've ever seen 100 pounds in one pound coins before, but walking down the street, you sound weird. <laughs> and I walked in, and they, uh, they said, if you have more than five change bags, you have to go to the business window at the Bank of Scotland on Clerk Street. And the business window is just an old lady. I don't even think she works at the bank. <laughs> I think she's someone's mom who's just been like, yeah, sit here. And so her job is literally, because it's so that they aren't sure if the scale will work, so she counts all the... Do, have you ever experienced boredom that you can taste? <laughs> Watching an old woman going, one, two, four. Uh-oh. One, two, three. So please cash money or that old woman's going to be dead by my hands by the end of this week. It's up to you. It's up to you. Sir, how are you? Fantastic. You're from? Glasgow. You look like a Glasgow man. Smiling eyes, angry forehead. It's age? I gotta say this about Glasgow. The things that the people of Edinburgh say about you people, I do not agree with. They're not, they're, he's definitely from Edinburgh. Look at that hat. Yeah, you can. You can feel that disdain. I'm, look at him. He doesn't even know how to read books. Glasgow people, they're magazine people. That's right. They are magazine people because they got things to do. They've got cones to put on statues and drinks to have in the afternoon. 
I love Glasgow. It's actually, it is a, the city needs better PR. Like, fucking Kabul has more of a tourist industry than, you'd be on the train to Glasgow and the person's tearing your ticket. Glasgow, ooh, be careful. Like, what, what's going to happen? Someone's going to encourage me aggressively? I think it'll be fine. I'm going to have delightful Indian food and look at some art and some cool architecture and walk up a weird hill and someone's going to call me pal and I'll feel like I'm 11 and have my soul will smile. Oh, less of that, please. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to London. Oh, that's great. I'll go stand in the crowd and everyone goes, what's that smell? Oh, it's the city. How delightful. Do you know what I... I just, I don't understand that. Like, because where... Like, Glasgow used to have a lot of crime, yes? Used to. And then not so much. You push it out to the edges? Very classic white man remover. <laughs> you criminals, go over there! No, we're not going to stop you. You still got stuff we want to buy, but we just don't want to see you when we're going to Argos. And what part of Glasgow are you from? I always ask that. I know no parts of Glasgow. The East End? That doesn't help. I know the part where the Stand Comedy Club is. I know where that a the Chinese food restaurant Asia style is, which sounds like an Asian whorehouse, but it is not. They give you a happy ending, but in your tummy, not when you're... Because uh, I know that they say that you're little, but you look like you're... How old are you? Get the fuck out of here. You're 15? You're not a neither of you are acting like teenage girls, because neither of you have a face like... Our dad is talking. I told him not to talk English anymore. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> There's nothing here for me to tweet. Are you guys on Twitter? Is Twitter cool to kids? Facebook? Facebook's where it's at? Where it's at? How fucking old am I? <laughs> Are you still raising the roof, you two crazy kids? I got a couple of tickets to the Limp Biscuit concert if you're... If you're into that new metal, it's kicky and ridiculous. They rap, but they have guitars. Who knew? <laughs> My age is really hitting me. because I'm 29, which is not old, but I'm getting to that point where I'm like, I'm disagreeing with some of the behavior of the human race at this point. <laughs> like, I'm definitely sure that my generation, we weren't the best generation. We were the last okay generation. You can tell the difference between a 29-year-old and a 27-year-old, and it is this. You go to a 29-year-old, and you go, have you ever photographed your dick and sent it to a woman? And they go, no. I'm not an idiot. Go to a 27-year-old and they go, yes, many times. <laughs> and that's the difference right there. 29-year-olds have sense and know that the internet's going to be around forever and one day they're going to want to go to a PTA meeting and win an argument about the milk and they don't want Judy, the asshole at the PTA meeting. I've never been to a PTA meeting, but my mom used to run one and I used to draw while of them, so I know, I'm aware of how they work, which is there's always that one mom who's really convinced her son Sebastian just shits gold and is gonna be the best violin player ever, and Sebastian's just a little fuck who's not gonna do much and eventually work at a bank and say things like, you can't get your mortgage, you're one decimal point away, pardon me, I have to go gel my hair. Fuck you, Sebastian. <laughs> it's not even a real guy, but you know what? We all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and yeah, and then, so there's always that one, and that mom is just like, um, no, I don't think we should be serving milk to the kids because, uh, do you know about Suzanne? Suzanne was born without bones. And, and, and all those kids having strong bones, that will offend Suzanne. And then you'd be like, well, maybe Suzanne, what, what the fuck does that mean? Let's get Suzanne a bowl made out of bone. She can lie in that and we'll be fine. And then she'll be like, cockpick, you lose the argument. Like, Damn it. And what's your name, sir? Pardon me. Michael, powerful Scottish name, probably. <laughs> and what do you do for a living, Michael? Uh, You're a salesman. 
you don't look like a salesman. You look like a cop. <laughs> and that's said by someone who apparently looks like an Irish policeman. I, uh, yeah, I only know that because some, like a guy, a guy, Andrew Maxwell, wa keeps walking up to me and going, you look like a copper. I feel nervous. I have weed on me. I think you're going to arrest me. And I go, I'm not a cop. And he went, are you sure? And I went, yeah. And he went, well, that's what a policeman would say. And then he, would just, he just sits in bars and looks at me. <laughs> it's really fucked up. And you all, you strike me, you look like a Canadian policeman because of your haircut. You have the Canadian cop haircut, which it's spiky on the top, crows, what's this called? Widow's Peak? Crow's Nest. What the fuck is that? In Canada, I don't know if you guys know what happens in the winter, but in the winter, the crows come and they are so cold. They come and they land on men's heads and they pick, they pick this part off and they eat the hair and the hair insulates their belly and they can survive through the winter. That's not true, but some of you believed it for a second. Like you, sir, with the beard, you started writing that down. Crow's nest. Little anecdote for the correspondence for the kids. So, Michael, what do you sell? Metals. Metals, wow, you were doing a great job selling so far with your three-word three response. I am a salesman. I am in metal. Heavy metal or clang-clang metal? Light metals? So, like, hollow notes? Do you like Hollow Notes as a band? Not bad. What the fuck? Man Eater? You like Man Eater? No. Fuck Hollow Notes. They have wispy mustaches and they look like two drawings of a pedophile. And I just don't care for them. Their music is shitty because I love R&B and I love soul, but it needs to be done with passion. Not like two white guys from the Upper East Side who are like, what's that music? Oh, we can make that bland and uninteresting. Let's get the bread off this toast and make it dry and edible for the people from the suburbs. Not all of it's funny. Some of it's just my opinion. You guys can stare at me anyway. The door's locked, so you're fucked. Now... And so, what particular metal? Sheet metal? Aluminum. Uh, how's that said? Oh, aluminum. Yeah, let me tell you about something. <laughs> aluminum was made in North America, which means we get to decide how it's fucking pronounced. <laughs> you guys can say aluminum all you goddamn want. I'm right. In this alone. No, we made it! <laughs> we decide how it's spelled! Like, we didn't, like, you know, we didn't look at, like, scowling at people and go, it's called schooling. Yeah. Your move, Michael. No, but it's, it's our word. Do you understand? Like, what is something the Scottish invented? Steam. Okay. Steam power. You know what I was fucking talking about. Sit there. They didn't invent steam. That was the earth. Well, the Scottish... Figured out how to harness it. What did you guys fucking do? <laughs> Took photos of your lunch and came here. Anyway. <laughs> I think the Scottish invented steam power. I'm actually not sure now. Michael? Yes. Okay. Let's go to Michael's wife. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> It would explain the distance between you. <laughs> I guess this has happened a few times today, and you're like, I'm just not going to go to shows with you, Michael. It's getting icky. This is how the English start talking about the people of Glasgow. That was an incest joke. It was very good. You didn't all get it, but I'll explain the jokes as we go along. And these are, whose kids are these? I'm that one. And so you guys are cousins. 
And how do you guys get along? Good? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's good. And because how old are you? 22. You're 22. What are, they, what are you feeding these kids? You look 11, you look seven years old. Have you been fed steam? What the fuck is going on? Michael's too busy explaining how aluminum is spelled and not giving you carrots. Um, and so you're just at the festival of the day? Yeah, first time ever. First time ever? How long have you lived in Glasgow? Uh, half, half your life. That's a very, very Scottish way to answer that question, which is you provided words, but no information. As if you're afraid the English are going to show up and take half your age. They did? What, do you have? Oh, you live in Leeds. Oh, I could hear the sadness in your voice. Your father's gotten to you, hasn't he? Listen, whatever he says... He's completely right. The English fucked a lot of people up. Like they, they're really getting their comeuppance now with the economy and their money about to be on fire and Scotland maybe going bye-bye and then the pound is gonna resemble the Icelandic kronar. Which is a really clever joke, but you guys I'm gonna hand out reading before the show. Um but uh, just know this, the English, they spent a good hundred years just fucking with people. They had a good time doing it. No one looks better being a dick than a man in a white wig wearing a red coat at 20 years old. Like, he, they knew how to fuck with people. They fucked with my people. Yeah, my great-great-grandparents were living in Scotland and happy, and then a man with a posh accent said, get on this boat. And they went, all right, I, I like the water, or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and they got on there, and guess where they sent them? Sent them to Canada to an iceberg, the opposite of Scotland. Not rain, snow. You can deal with rain, because you don't have to shovel rain, but snow, it stays there, reminding you that you're fucked. You can't even get steam going. What are you gonna eat? So you live in Leeds? That's nice. I know nothing about Leeds. I've been, it's not, all right. Yeah, you definitely are English, right there. Where you live is nice. No, it's not. It's shit. Everything's shit. I don't know if you've known this, but everything is wrong. The only things that are good are me. And by me, I mean me individually. Everyone else is fucked up, and they need to be corrected in the following ways. My father has a raven's nest or a widow's peak. I told him to get hair reconstructive surgery. Two, my mom and my aunt keep getting confused as people, and the kids are at school talking. Three, for some reason, I look like I'm seven years old. I think I have that disease from Benjamin Button, where... I I'm reverting into a baby. Four, Leeds is not one city. It's like 11 different cities. And no one tells you about that when you go to visit Leeds. So they're like, oh, well, we live in Blimimur. And you're like, okay, is that, like, I guess I'll have to, like, buy a train ticket. And then it turns out it's walkable from the city center. It's like one street over. But it's all fucked up because you fucking people on this island don't know how to build cities. And you name everything everything. And one road is 11 different fucking things. That fucking Nicholson Street can get fucked. What the fuck is that? <laughs> It's Southbridge, Northbridge, St. George Square, St. George Bridge, Clerk Street, South Clerk Street, Nicholson Square, Nicholson Street, Bill's Shoes, a man's hat. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Has, like, North Road, was that taken when this city was invented a million years ago? They could have called it The Road, and that would not have conflicted with any other street in the city. Fucking drives me fucking crazy trying to get directions because you think everything's far away and then you try and use Google Maps and Google Maps isn't aware that Edinburgh is a three-dimensional city and stuff runs. So you'd be standing on a bridge and it's saying you've arrived at your destination and you're like, I'm not going to watch a show with a homeless man. Like, 
developing tumors just screaming inside of Costa. I'm here to watch improv. <laughs> Losing my voice, which I like. It's giving me a nice, like a, like, I'm feeling like Lauren Bacall more and more. Who died? Did you know who Lauren Bacall is? Lauren Bacall invented being a sassy gal. Before her, women just, they never spoke. Last time women spoke, they were called witches, and then they were drowned in that lake where the train station is now. And they never spoke for like 500 years. Maybe. I'm not history. And so, Canadian schools, right? And so then Lauren Bacall came around in like the, the 30s and 40s in Hollywood, and she smoked a million cigarettes, and she went around just being fucking badass. She named the Rat Pack. Do you know what the Rat Pack is? Let's go to your dad. Do you know what the Rat Pack is? Yeah, fucking right. You wanted to be in the Rat Pack when you were a kid. Yeah, I want to still be in the Rat Pack. And I mean with them now. Like, they're dead bodies. Just put them in a tuxedo. <laughs> I'll smoke cigarettes with Dean Martin. He's like, Dean, how you doing? <laughs> You've had too much to drink, Dean. <laughs> just holding Sammy's glass eye, bouncing it up and down in my hand. It's a really mean joke. <laughs> so fucking evil. <laughs> it actually made me happy. Like, that'd be a fun afternoon. This festival's getting to me. I feel like Marlon Brando at the end of Apocalypse Now. Like, I just want to dress in all black and walk around. The horror. Dennis Hopper's behind me. We went and saw a show. It was about a con, man. It was about a wise man. Revolution's coming. Tickets were overpriced. Like, it's just fucking madness in my head. My mom, in the form of Martin Sheen, showed up on a boat. I'm going to get you some carrots. You need to stop smoking in the morning. I disagree, but okay, carrots are good. Um, so, yeah, Frank Sinatra. There was this thing called music before Katy Perry. And, uh, and anybody, was it? You like some old stuff? Like, who's your, like, who's your favorite, like, old stuff? And be careful when you say that, because I'm very sensitive about that. Frank Sinatra. And so he had this gang called the Rat Pack, but they didn't rob people. They just gave them japes. <laughs> they just insulted them with curt responses and semi-racist stuff said about Sammy Davis Jr., who was a black, half-blind Jewish man in the 50s in America. He literally couldn't go outside without someone just protesting. <laughs> and he was married to legitimately the hottest woman ever, this like tall Swedish model that you look at a photograph of her now, and as a man, you just go, I'm going to fuck that photograph. Yeah, don't, you can not look at me, gentlemen. You're just on the thing. What does that photograph look like? Can I find that on air? Do not do it. You will break your phone with your penis. And so, <laughs> and so they had this like, gang. And it wasn't actually started by Frank Sinatra. It was started by Humphrey Bogart. But then Humphrey Bogart died because he literally just, he didn't eat. He just drank. He just drank cigarettes and ate, <laughs> ate liquor and just said cool things. Because movies didn't used to be like explosions. It used to just be like a man in a trench coat standing in smoke just being like, I once loved a woman. And now no longer. <laughs> and you'd be like, fuck, that's awesome. And Lauren Bacall was like the female equivalent where she was always classy, showing a little bit of leg, and she just would say crazy shit. Like Frank Sinatra retired in the 60s, and uh, someone from the press asked her about it, and she said, I just keep telling him to shut the fuck up and sing. And what you need to know about Frank Sinatra is Frank Sinatra was like the mafia mascot. And this is when like the American mafia wasn't like it was now, which is like two guys in a leather jacket saying, Ooh, like it was, 
Like, yeah, they fucking, they shot people, they ran everything, and this sassy gal in the Hollywood Hills was just like, could you tell the fucking Italian to stop talking and singing? And another thing, stop with the bootlegging, this whiskey is not strong enough. Like, she was just a sassy gal, she lived till 90, she was still smoking, still classy, and by still classy, I mean there was a photo from her 14 years ago that they were still using, saying it was up to date. She definitely died a little bit ugly, but that's fine. She's a classy lady, she can go out the way she wants to. So yeah, I didn't know she died, because Robin Williams died obviously he was a lot more important than Lauren Bacall because comedian a bit more modern very sad so I didn't realize until today and it didn't really hit me because I've only seen Casablanca and I don't actually know if she's in Casablanca <laughs> is she in Casablanca anyone no for, for some reason I thought she was in Casablanca I'm losing so much today guys first Lauren Bacall's dead now I found out she was cut out of the version of Casablanca I've seen. <laughs> is there no end to the sadness of this week we lost Mrs. Doubtfire, Lauren Bacall. I apparently haven't seen the movie Casablanca, and I'm pretty sure I had. And the, pardon me? And the Scottish stole, it's fucking aluminum, I swear to God. I will protest where you work. Down at the scrapyard, you and Red Fox. That was a Sanford and Son reference. I was not even born when that television show was on. And the fact some of you laughed at it, even though it's a derivative of a show called Steptoe and Son in the UK, makes me very happy for you guys being an audience. I want you to know, yes, my teenage years were best described as a tsunami of pussy with all this information in my head. How are we doing for time? Very good, very good. All right, everyone's enjoying the show. Your Aunt Sophie is very upset at me. What? Why? No, no, you just you had your arms crossed. It was a joke. It didn't work, though. What was that? You're just texting? You have to be at work? Do you have a job? Yeah, because you look like a kid. Are you a student? No. So you're just hanging out? You must be very proud. You have that very much mother's face of just like, yeah, very fucking, she fucking sleeps till one, one more day. I'm going to start punching her face and I'm not stopping until I see pillow. Do you guys have a good relationship? Yeah, yeah most of the time. I believe that, because you said most of the time, and you just looked at her and go, you shut the fuck up. I'm paying for all of this. And wh what do you do? I'm sorry, this is very good. My name's John. Hi, I'm Jackie. Jackie. Powerful name. I like Jackie. That's fine. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, you're going to get a job like this? You're never going to work in show business the way you treat microphones. And, uh, and Jackie, what job do you do so your daughter can afford? You're what? You're a benefits advisor. Yeah. What, what the fuck does that mean? I work for the Citizens Advice Bureau. You work for the Citizens Advice Bureau. Yeah. So very bureaucratic. No. no. I don't know what you do for a living. I assume there's paperwork. People come and ask me questions and I give tight little answers. So you're just like, what a great job that must be. You're like Google? Michael in with the save. Podcast going down with energy. The Leeds Glasgow connection cranked it back up again. <laughs> like you're less like uh, Google, more like Bing. <laughs> yeah, very small. Very small. Yeah. What's the weirdest question someone's ever asked you? Oh my goodness! Um, I'm haunted. How do I get rid of the ghost? Quite <laughs> 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 
You know, I don't know if there is a God, but today is starting to prove that someone up there likes me. Because I had nothing walking into this room yesterday. I was up until six in the morning watching professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah. With, did you watch, you, you watch SummerSlam? All right. Everyone take two seconds. We're going to talk about this. Um, for those who don't know, professional wrestling is this sport that's kind of real, but it's fake. And um, it's about grown men dressed in clothes beating the shit out of each other, but not really for real. And this guy, Brock Lesnar, who literally looks like Conan the Barbarian, just beat the shit out of a guy. It was fucking amazing. And then I was up until six in the morning talking about it with John Roberts and drinking Red Bull in the Meadows. And that guy looks exactly like Patrick Stewart. Holy shit. It's not, though. It's not. But for a second, I was like, holy lord. Can't remember his name from Star Trek The Next Generation. Picard! What was his last name? Thank you. We were both right. So your weirdest question ever. I had nothing in my brain. And you got on a train from Glasgow. To Br I have so many. From where? Sterling. Sterling. Oh, much better. I don't fucking know. Where is Sterling? Not far from here? It's a small island, nothing that far from here. <laughs> France is not that far from here. What? Whoa. Not all year round. When the floods come in the spring, we all have to live in the trees. Why do you think we invented hockey? Those hooks on the sticks, they, they get you into the trees. Yeah, why would you fucking want to play golf? I've wasted time. I don't need shitty pants and a stick to do it. <laughs> I want to be the day. I wanted to be there at the day when golf was invented because it's it's a Scottish game. So you know there was a guy just being like, "This is fucking dumb. You're an idiot, Angus. Look at your hat. You're 43 years old. It's a beanie. What the fuck are you doing?" He's just swinging his dumb stick. I like this only in Scotland. Could he be like proud of golf and all that? Yeah, it's a good fucking point. Just so stupid, and it enrages me. And I'm again, I'm 29, so my friends are now doing that thing that men, as they approach their 30s, do, which is either they go, you know, I'm into golf now, or they remain respectable and a human and go, no, I'm gonna, you know, read and be intellectual and not waste my day drinking in the sunshine when I could be drinking on a patio in a chair as opposed to wearing slacks and weird shoes and one glove. I'm not Michael Jackson. He might have been a pedophile. I don't agree with anything he did. <laughs> yeah, that's right, guys. If you, if you golf, you agree with all of Michael Jackson's behavior. <laughs> I read that. It's a new law. I was speaking to a benefits advisor. <laughs> so, okay, man or woman, first of all. Let's get into this. Woman. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Now, did she feel sh she was haunted or her house? Her. <laughs> did she not know anything about ghosts? That wouldn't be a ghost. That would be a poltergeist. Yeah. Thank you. I fucking love the shit out of you, Jackie. You're not haunted. What's up, buddy? You're not haunted. You have been... What the fuck? You've been possessed. Did you just send her home with a DVD of The Exorcist and be like, watch that? <laughs> Michael from the back nine, just with a Tiger Woods style slice of delightful truth. So you cut her benefits because she was on drugs? <laughs> Listen, I'm left wing, but I kind of agree with it. If someone walks in and goes, I'm haunted, you don't need a lot of money to be haunted. You already have friends. You don't need to go out. 
You're never alone. Yeah, you're never alone when you think you're good. What was the ghost's name? It had a name? Oh, fuck. If it's Casper. If it's Casper. Was it a man ghost? A young man. Yeah, right? Oh, I've been to Glasgow. I understand. Or Sterling. All right, listen, they might train in. So it was a haunted woman. Yeah. I can't. And so what did you, what was your first? I No, no, it's, listen, I'm so happy. I was expecting like someone who came in twice for the same check and I would have nothing. Okay, here's my question. So she walks in. Is that her opening salvo? So she walks up and goes, hello, representative of the government. Couple of things about me. Hello, whatever the fuck your job is. Um, I am here to discuss the, uh, the ghost. Where did the ghost live in her body? Uh, it just followed her about. Oh, so what? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. So it's like Slimer. Okay, for the young people in the room, there was this movie called Ghost. Movies were these things that you would go see in rooms and you'd eat popcorn and they were the best and then the internet came along now you watch them on a screen this big and you can't appreciate the majesty. And Ghostbusters starred a man named Bill Murray. Bill Murray is now the guy who shows up at weddings and is drunk. But before that, he is literally, Bill Murray is literally the only comedic actor who all of his characters are like, the coolest big dick guy. Like, he is never the loser. He's always just posing, being like, I just fucked that girl, and fucked that girl, and I fucked both those girls and their sisters. I don't even know how I did it. I look weird. <laughs> and he's always high status, and he's still the funniest fucking... If you watch Ghostbusters, what's amazing about that movie is Peter Venkman is a dickhead. He is an asshole with a nuclear reactor, and the EPA come to be like, we're coming to shut this down because you are a man. You can't have a nuclear reactor. And the entire audience is like, yeah, but I like that guy. And you have a beard. And you were later the, the dean of students in Ferris Bueller. So I don't fucking like you at all. <laughs> it's fucking great. So what was your solution for the haunted? Well, Did you have a solution? Yeah. Did it involve garlic? No. <laughs> Good, because those are for vampires. You sent her to get exercised? <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Good for you, Jackie. I've never heard of rolling with the punches more defined in my entire life. I'm haunted. I can't believe I'm saying this, but you need to go talk to the vicar. Well, guys, we're going to do something a little special to wrap up the show. Uh, so a friend of mine, John Robertson, is doing a show uh, tonight called The Dark Room. Yeah, called The Dark He's right back there. Hi, everyone say hi to John. Yeah, wicked. He's doing a show called The Dark Room. He's going to come up and explain it. And why he's here is he's going to flyer you guys on the way out. So when you're paying, I usually flyer you. He's going to flyer you instead. The reason why is he has people from television land coming to see a show. It's an amazing format show. And he has people coming to see it tonight. And he needs the audience to be full. I knew the people coming to the show are cool, fun, hip, good comedy people. You've all laughed at weird shit. We had an argument about aluminum. Talked about a haunted woman, Lauren Bacall, and my Uncle John for 45 minutes. And only like two of you have gone. We could have seen a cat. <laughs> so I figured that you'd be the right audience for him to fly. He's going to come up and explain it a little bit, and we're going to just joke around, and then the show is going to wrap up. We may or may not have a dance party. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> it's mostly I can't remember if the Ghostbusters theme's on my iPod or not. And if it is, guess what's fucking happening. So, John, come on up here, buddy. There's a little dead air for everyone, just to collect, yeah, collect their thoughts. All right, I don't know if that microphone's on. Can you just check it? Uh, yep, okay, that's, that's nothing. Okay, go, go over there, and there's a knob. 
I'm really good at technical stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, just one. Hey, shut. Fucking. Listen up, Benjamin Button. Turn it up. All right, learn to project. Right, no, I'll do it. It's okay. I'm Australian. I went to drama school. I'll fucking yell. It's, I think I'm glad we talked about Lauren Bacall earlier because you are sounding like an old, aged lady of the cinema. You oh, delightful. Hello, darlings. What a great shame it is I've realised I've turned up dressed as your backdrop. This is the worst. <laughs> that, that is a great visual joke for the podcast, man. What? Hello, Internet. Oh, they understand what pictures are. There's those things that they download while making messes in their trousers. Hello. Can you, uh, can you clarify? I just wanted to, can you just come through that curtain, but with your hand held on your forehead like the old lady in Sunset Boulevard? But you gotta talk as well. If not, you just look like someone who suffered a head injury. That makes total sense. We're on the cow gate before. Hang on. John Hastings, my God, if there's one thing I love in a man, it's excessive height and no melanin. How are you? If there's one thing I love in a lady, it's someone who can pronounce melanin. Work done. Oh, yeah. Now, I like the fact that you've had me. Oh, oh really? No, no, you, you take that. That's okay. I'll, I'll come and be awkward over here. Yeah, go, go stand by Michael. Yeah, oh, hello. yeah. Oh, careful. Okay. He doesn't know how to spell aluminum. <laughs> yeah, thanks for pussying out on that one, assholes. That was a very good joke. No, I know how to fucking pronounce melanin. You can't spell aluminum? This makes me. No, he can't. Aluminium, you bastard. Oh, I can't have this. Oh, no. Hey stinks! Hey stinks! Hey stinks! Hey stinks! <laughs> I saw what you were doing and I appreciate it. I'm Lauren Bacall and I'll do what I want. <laughs> anyway, hello. Lauren Bacall might have had balls. Oh yeah, no, I think she probably did. You know, big, pendulous, possibly tumorous balls. That's how she died, if memory serves. Isn't it interesting how my voice changes the minute a microphone's given to me? <laughs> Lauren Bacall! Suddenly. Doesn't this voice make you want to buy a lot of real estate? <laughs> Immediately. And uh, when selling real estate in uh, northwestern Australia, what are some of the features we can find? Racism. <laughs> I know what some of you are thinking. I love the feeling of the rural UK. Just a fat man leaned up against a fence going, these Polish people are taking our jobs. And then when you say you don't have a job, and he goes, exactly. And then you go, well, it's because you're retired in 80. And he went, well... and you instead want to see the sun more than eight times a year, come to Northwestern Australia. Listen to John Robertson, our spokesman. Hi. Out here in Northwestern Australia, I think you'll be finding that there are no people. No people whatsoever. I am literally discussing the idea of a wasteland, a land made entirely of waste. Other people's waste. Literally shit stacked on top of shit. Welcome to Northwestern Australia you will be given your own piece of paper that you may live on, and you may wipe the ground occasionally with it, but not too hard, for it is a sacred site. The thing is, my dears, that northwestern Australia is a great place for the following people. Plumbers from Yorkshire. <laughs> Plumbers from outer Yorkshire. <laughs> Plumbers who used to live in Yorkshire and moved to London, oh. got sick of the hectic pace, Makes sense. back to Yorkshire, and then Australia. And you know why? Why? 
Because our dollar has no value. <laughs> and it's a great place to be relaxed and fucking racist. Anyway. Uh, that was a great bit, and then we just drove it right into the ground. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, mate, I was completely there. What I liked was the part where we both sort of immediately went, Good idea! Nope! that went on 45 seconds too long it was over when I went racism we all figured it out we all knew what I meant I felt like one of those inventors who invented the plane before the Wright brothers you know what I'm talking about where like all the wings are stacked on one side no, no it's gonna fly it's gonna oh that's a cliff that's a cliff that dead oh he's so dead all right back to the old drawing board all right John so darkroom what is it well mate hi folks <laughs> Do I, do I dare do it again in the same voice? No, do not do, the, do, not do the real estate voice. We have lost this audience. That man who looks like he invented reading, is gonna, he's going to send us a caustic letter. He won't email. It's below him. No, no, that is a man who looks remarkably like he types, but he types upon himself, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what I mean by that, and the important thing is neither do you. What I, I do like you. You look like every author I've ever read rolled into the one man, especially... <laughs> Especially as you look at me, I've never seen anyone so slowly stroke their chin. I, I like the idea that when he ties women up, it's just to railway tracks. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a sexual thing. It's just he wants the deeds to the land. I really love you. I, I think you're beautiful, especially the land of northwestern Australia. Any case, do not go back to that bed. Do not. Do not. No. No, it didn't. Did you hear? Format time. Format time. Ow, but that really hurt my hand, actually. But you know, do you know what will heal my hand? Delightful comedy found at the darkroom. John, back into the speech. Right. So the darkroom, ladies and gentlemen, is a live action video game. And what's happened? Just come in. Everyone, just lean in. Lean in. He kept stroking his beard. That was fucking amazing. Yeah, li listeners at home, everyone at that point lent in. The man who had been stroking his beard lent in while stroking his beard, which is how you know extra evil is about to occur. <laughs> All right. Here's something for you. Now, when I say it's a live-action video game, what I mean is the following, right? I come out, I've got a light under my chin that turns me into a floating head. I've got about five bucks of technology in the whole show. The head will turn to you and go, You awake to find yourself in a dark room! Then four options appear behind me on the screen. We get people in the crowd to call out the options that they want. If they die, we get someone else. If they die, we get someone else. If they die, we get someone else. We keep doing this until we have the passive-aggressive co-op round where two people play at once. Then we have the democracy round where the whole crowd plays. If anyone manages to win individually, they get 100 pounds. If no one wins tonight, you get super noodles, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, what's cool about this is tonight, the BBC have rocked up. And the BBC are coming in because they're doing the following. Game shows? We like game shows. But it's quite amusing because Thames TV are coming by too because they've had the same idea. And Channel 5 are coming by as well because they've also had the same idea. It's two for one. And if you want to play a strange, now relatively seductive game, drop on in. And if you want to watch three different teams from three different television stations fight each other, come on by. Two for one tonight. John Hastings, you're a nice man. John Robertson, everybody. John Robertson. All right. So, uh, to conclude, uh, we're not going to do a dance party because I want to listen to Alice Cooper. And you cannot... You cannot dance to Alice Cooper, but you can appreciate the majesty. So we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast on a 10-second appreciation party. So everyone stand up, stand up. Now, imagine your faces. 
covered in the most perfect of beards. Look to this man and stroke your beards. Go! Welcome to Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Anything Can Be a Podcast Podcast. You've been a crowd. My name's John Hastings. I'll see you in the back. Thank you very much. Good night.